Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 136 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer in Ice District at Rogers Place. The uh, Edmonton Oilers taking on the Minnesota Wild tomorrow night. Minnesota in Vancouver tonight. They've just wrapped up their uh, morning skate and kind enough to join us from The Athletic, one of the uh, most plugged-in beat writers in the entire National Hockey League. We welcome back to the show on our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, Mike Russo. Hi, Mike. How are you? Very good. What's going on, Bob? Well, uh, I'll be honest. The orders aren't where a lot of people thought they were going to be at this stage in the season. Let's be honest. Yeah, here. no, I am. Uh, that one I'm aware of, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll see. I mean, the Wild—they've uh, been pretty much garbage all year long in the second of back-to-back. So we'll see. Tomorrow night uh, might uh, might be just what the doctor orders just, to the Oilers. We'll just, see. Just for the record, where did you have Edmonton slotted at the start of the year? Uh, probably winning the division in, <laughs> in the Pacific. <laughs> okay. I can tell you, I didn't have. Uh, I could tell you I didn't have Vegas number one. Oh, yeah, nor did I. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty positive that I would have had the Oilers uh, not only winning division, but probably uh, being, uh, might have even my Stanley Cup pick. I can't even remember. Okay. so I, I t- I'm usually way off, though, so it was probably a jinx right from the beginning to even give the Oilers love. Well, uh, Jack Michaels makes fun of the fact that I change my pick every year halfway through the year, but... Uh, I'm going with Nashville uh, from basically whenever we were in Nashville last. Uh, that they've been my pick, uh, and yes, I had Edmonton at the start of the year too, Mike. So far, the Edmonton guy picks Edmonton. What a surprise! Let's talk about Bruce Boudreaux's team. This guy every year, uh, every year his 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 teams are 100 point teams in the NHL. How does he do it? Well, I mean, I'm not sure that they're going to get to 100 this year. Uh, they might have to to just, you know, not, not wind up in a wild card spot. But, you know, I I will say that that this year's been the weird season. Like last year, they were they were second best team in the conference and really the first the top team in the conference until they hit March 1st. And then this season, they looked like they were going nowhere, treading water in January, and then all of a sudden they've been in a, on an absolute tear. Uh, through the month of February and, and the beginning of this month. And, and frankly, they do have the third most points in the league uh, since Christmas, but they're doing it on, on the backs of like three or four guys. Like last year, everybody was playing great. This year, you know, Dubnik is, is getting them victories. He, he wins every night at home. I think he's got one regulation loss in his last like 20 at home. It's ridiculous. Their top four D have been mostly good. You know, Spurgeon, again, has been an absolute star. Uh, Suter's been good. Uh, even Dumba and Brodine have made big steps this season. But up front, it has really just been Zucker and Stahl. 
They've been their most consistent players since day one of the season. Granlin had a terrible first half. He's been great in the second half. But everybody else, like Koivu's starting to play better. Parisi's starting to play better. But, you know, Niederreiter has struggled for a lot of the year. Um, uh, you know, Koivu hasn't scored a ton. Uh, Coyle has been awful, uh, at least uh, offensively. Felino and Ennis have been not very good. Um, so they are... You know, really, Erickson acts three goals. Uh, so they're, they have, they've really relied on Eric and, and Jason Zucker for most of the season. And right now, this line with, with Stahl, uh, Granlin, and, and Zucker, they're scoring every single night. For a three-game stretch last week, they had 26 points in three games. And that's crazy. And so right now, I mean, you know, if that doesn't change, though, like, to me, they're an easy team to check in the playoffs. So they've got to get better play from everybody else. And, you know, last game was a good sign that Koivu and Parisi and Niederreiter showed up. But everybody else has got to, you know, if you're going to win, you've got to be deep like Nashville. You've got to be deep like Winnipeg. And right now I just don't see that with this team. Mike Russo joining us uh, from The Athletic uh, out of uh, St. Paul slash Minneapolis, covering the Minnesota Wild. He's in Vancouver with the team right now. Uh, hey, Eric Stahl, Edmontonians know all about him from the 05-06 final. That year he had 45 goals, 100 points. That was the highest scoring year in the NHL the last 20 years. A couple years later, 38-40 goals. Uh, then he went quiet until he went to Minnesota. Is it the water? Because he was pretty good last year too, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely not the water because, you know, usually the Wild don't get any guys that score them more than 30. I mean, this at 36 goals, he's... He's six from tying Garrett for a single-season record for Minnesota. I mean, this team usually doesn't get 70, 80-point guys, and he's definitely getting 70, and he could very well top 40. And it, listening to him in a locker room today in Vancouver, I mean, he, he said this is as good as he's felt goal-scoring-wise in, in maybe his career, which is scary for a guy that, you know, that has, as you mentioned, had 100-point season. So um, he's been outstanding. I mean, you know, he has been... From day one this season, just tremendous. And really, frankly, from day one of last season, he's been that way. Uh, you know, he's on a $3.5 million deal. Uh, people are already asking him, like, about extensions this summer, and he, he did his best to avoid that today. But, you know, what I, what I love about the guy, I mean, he is an absolute professional. I mean, I, I cannot even, like, there's nothing that, I, like, I could rave about him for, for 24 hours. He's that great to cover. He is the most accessible player on the team. He's become the spokesman of the team. He's the heart and soul of the locker room. On the ice, he's willing to play with anybody without whining. I mean, this this is the one guy on the team that all year long, every other game, has had different line mates because he's the guy that when people are struggling, they put him on his line. This is the most consistent line he's been on, and it's only been two weeks, and yet he never complains. And um, he's just been such a huge acquisition for this team. And frankly, you know, I, I would be shocked if when they do extend him or if they do resign him at some point next year, that he's not going to give them a good haircut and not try to go and become a six, seven million dollar player again because he loves it in Minnesota. He's found his fit. His, his family loves him in Minnesota. He's got his three kids playing hockey or two of them, the two that are old enough to play hockey. And, um, and, you know, I just can't imagine that he's going to want to, leave this situation to chase a bunch of money when, let's be honest, he's going to be 34 at that point, and he's already made a ton of money in his career coming off that huge deal in Carolina. Mike, I'm sitting there looking at Charlie Coyle here. Is he a center? Is he a right wing? And because Chuck Fletcher is going to have to get um, 
Matthew Dumba signed to an extension. I mean, they've got three defensemen with 36-plus points. The Oilers' highest-scoring yep. defense, Darnell Nurse, with 20. I mean, Dumba's an important part of their future. They've invested. They've grown him. Could Charlie Coyle be collateral damage as a result? I mean, he's got a decent contract, but you talk yep. about... So maybe shed some light on that for us. Well, I think that he's definitely trade bait. At some point, you do have to eat into your core, and they just signed Niederreiter and Gramlin. The deal's over five. They've got to re-sign Zucker, who's going to get over 30 this year, and they've got to re-sign Dumba. And so I think, you know, at the trade deadline, they did consider talk, uh, trading Coyle. They definitely talked to Montreal about uh, about guys like Pacioretty and Golchenyuk, and Coyle was the name. There was also uh, Elliot Friedman reported on a three-way deal um, that potentially would have gotten McDonough to Florida that involved Minnesota and the Rangers. I have 100% confirmed that that is accurate. I just don't know what is was in the deal coming to Minnesota, but... Uh, from what I gather, is that Coyle was the guy that was talked in that deal. So you know, when there's when there's uh, smoke like this, there's usually fire. So I've got to think that they're going to need to, even though the cap's going to go up significantly, they're going to they're going to need to figure out a way to dump one of their guys. And he has had an unbelievably disappointing year. Now I, he's been chasing it all year. He broke his his fibula the third game of the season, but he just hasn't been good. And he's been soft on pucks. And you know, last game I thought it was his better best game in a long, long time, but. Um, this is not what they expected him from this year. And, and the fact that they keep on moving in between center and right, right wing usually doesn't, you know, the teams like to paint that as unbelievable versatility and value. That usually just means he's not good at, at one or the other. And uh, this year has been a disappointment. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he's been playing right wing right now with Colin and, and uh, Tyler Ennis. And, again, I thought last game they were pretty good. And Coyle finally made a big man's play on Matt Collins' goal the other day. Uh, but but they need more from him, and going into the playoffs, they will definitely need more from him. We uh, we asked a trivia question today, Mike. You'd laugh. Uh, name the two players from Edmonton uh, playing for the Minnesota Wild that were cut from the same team once, and the answer was Tyler Ennis <laughs> and Jared Spurgeon. That must have been one heck of a team. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but uh, just to conclude, Devin Dubnik, and I'm just going to read the numbers over the last four years since going to Minnesota. 936 save percentage in 39 games in 1415, 918 in 1516 in 67 games, 923 last year in 65 games. He's got 48 appearances this year and he's at 918. This guy has been a godsend for the Wild organization, hasn't he? Yeah, no, no doubt and and you know, there's another guy that I couldn't say a bad word about. He's he's just I think as media in in Edmonton and you would definitely attest. I mean, right. he is a freaking stand-up guy. I mean, the guy talks on game days, will talk your head off on game days. He's the most normal goalie I've ever covered. I absolutely have gotten to know his family. I love his family. Um, and I just think he's, I think the world of him. And it drives me crazy sometimes when wild fans rip on him. You know, he does have the tendency to give up the, the softy, but it's, you know, a lot of times when you're goalie and you're giving up softies it's because you're relying so much on your on your, uh, you know, your angles and things like that. That if you if you're moving your feet and your head's not straight, you're gonna look like you give up some bad goals. But you know what? The most important stat is for a goalie is victories, and he wins. He wins and wins and wins in Minnesota. The second most wins in the league since the Wild picked him up, other than Holtby, who's in an absolute funk right now. And um, and you know, at home he never loses. Uh, you know, road is the one area where this entire team has to get better. Uh, he, he's got a, you know, the, the Wild are near the top of the league in save percentage at home, near the bottom at, on the road. They're first in the league defensively at home, uh, about 30th on the road defensively. So, you know, Dubnik, Stalock, the entire team defensively have to get better on the road. And for a team that has nine road games left, I believe, uh, to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win some road games here. So, uh, you know, tonight starts and 
And and uh, frankly, uh, Bruce Boudreaux basically almost said that that unless something goes absolutely haywire tonight with Dubnik, that Dubnik's going to start in Edmonton too. Just Daylock's last outing in Arizona, he cost him a victory, and so I can see I can see Doobie, uh start in Edmonton again uh, tomorrow, where he was, you know, pretty much last year. Uh, he had that overtime win there in December that set the Wild off on an unbelievable run the rest of the season. Great stuff, Mike. We look forward to seeing you here tomorrow. All right, take care. See ya. You bet. That's Mike Russo from The Athletic out of Minnesota. 147 in Edmonton. We're going to take a timeout. Chris Russell, who leads the Oilers' defense in points with 21. Nurse has 20. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 151 in Edmonton. Portions of Oilers Now brought to you by World Floor Carbons. Tell them Oilers Now sent you. Receive two times the air miles, reward miles on your flooring purchases. The best pizza in the city, still making a great royal pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you. Now out in Spruce Grove. Second spot in Sherwood Park. Visit royalpizza.ca. Stop for recommendation on a Friday. The Meat Lovers. Let's go to our one-on-one conversation with Oilers defenseman Chris Russell. It is what it is. Uh, the Oilers are, uh, you know, be almost impossible this stage of the game to uh, get in the uh, uh, playoffs. But how important are these final 15 games to the season in terms of maybe setting the table moving forward for next year, and also to, to getting some veteran players, you know, getting their game up? And I'm thinking of a guy like Andre Sekera, who's missed a lot of time uh, due to injury, and I know you spent some time playing a bit with him last night. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think as a team, we want to make sure that uh, these last few games we play the right way obviously there's going to be mistakes made but uh, it's getting our systems back it's playing together um, it's willing to do the little things I mean if you slip and get away from that uh, you know it's harder to get back even though you know you have a summer off it's um, it's all about good creating good habits and we start doing that because obviously the start of next season is big for us but um, I think everyone in this room is trying to get better and trying to improve and have a good um, you know finish to the season some teams where there's rules for defensemen like you don't reverse back into your own zone with the puck. Uh, you transition the puck as quickly as you have or as quickly as you can. Uh, have you experienced that during your course of your career where there were set rules in each situation or was it you know completely dependent upon the coaching staff or the defensive coach or, or maybe the head coach? Yeah, I mean there's always, every. I think every coach you run into has different ideas of uh, you know, the way they want their teams to play and you got to play with them their structure to be successful because if you don't then you got uh, you know individuals trying to play and in this league it just doesn't work so um, you know I think that's the biggest thing for us is playing within our system and uh, you know learning to win under that system I mean I feel like when we do that we're we've been a successful team but it's committing to that uh, each and every shift and uh, you know we need that the rest of the season. Do you have uh, the go card to uh, jump up and activate offensively? Yeah they want us to jump I mean you got to be smart about it um, you got to see a situation where it's going to benefit our offense and then that you're not going 
get caught and um, you know give up another odd man rush the other way. So um, it's uh, it's always looking looking to try and jump into those holes. I mean, for me, it's uh, it's trying to find on that offside, trying to get ways where I can you know turn my body to get a, a good shot away. But uh, um, you know, I guess for me, that's something I can you know improve on and try and get better here the rest of the season. One of the things that you know from a broadcaster's perspective, we we, we feel we're privileged is you know, we get to watch one of the great players in the game on a nightly basis. You've played a little in overtime, but not a lot. Do you find yourself kind of mesmerized or just odd, or are you almost used to it by now in terms of when you see Connor out there for you know three and a half minutes out of five minutes, or out there for a minute fifteen, and, and he still has another two gears that he can get to? I mean, the game against the Islanders, it was unbelievable what he was doing, especially as he was late into his shift. Yeah, I think you know my first thought is I'm glad he's on our team and I'm not the guy out there defending that three on three. Um, you know, when he gets some gap and gets some room, the way he changes his speed, it's that's the hardest thing as a defenseman to defend when a guy can do that, and especially the way he can ramp it up so quick with those two steps. But um, it is fun to watch. I, um, like you said, you do kind of get memorized when he's got the puck because um, it's not uh, if he's going to do something, it's it's when. So it's uh, it's it's really good to. You know, it's obviously we're happy that he's on our team and we're not defending him. Arizona was hot coming in. They were 8-2-1. and one. The Islanders had lost seven in a row. Uh, you're playing Minnesota. They're a deeper team than either of those two teams. Maybe discuss the challenges when facing a team like the Wild. Yeah, I, I think they're probably one of the teams that are playing the best right now. Um, they're a team that they commit to 60 minutes and they work hard. So, um, and you know, they, they really put a lot of pressure. They, their offense puts a lot of pressure. They've got a few good lines that are scoring at a high pace right now. So, um, we have to be aware of that, but um, like the same as the last few nights, we just got to go out there and we got to commit to our systems. You know, play defense first, and then when we do that, that's when our transition game shows. When we have all five guys committed to playing defense, um, you know, we're making those five, ten foot passes instead of those thirty, forty five passes, and we look like a fast team. So we're going to need that tomorrow. All righty, that is Chris Russell, Edmonton and Minnesota tomorrow here at Rogers Place. City Ford Faceoff show at 6.30, puck drop at 8.10 uh, to be precise. Quickly to list in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Oilers now roading to Europe coming up. You can register at New West Travel. March 9th, 2008, Andrew Cogliano, overtime winner. Oilers beat the Hawks 6-5. I think that completed a stretch where Cogliano had scored three straight games in overtime. This day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. Again, the Oilers now road trip to Sweden and Germany. You'll see the Oilers play in Europe next fall. Register at newestravel.com. What's coming up tonight on Inside Sports? We're with Reed Wilkins. I know he uh, was stuck and couldn't get anybody better. So Jack Michaels is on tonight's show. Who else has he got? Yes, the Jack Attack is on. Also, uh, Sherwood Park Athletic Club President Rob Davis on the Sutter North Club Championship. Okay, well, there you have it. Uh, Brendan will be hosting Oilers now on Monday is I'll be on the plane with the Oilers flying to Calgary. But a reminder, tomorrow night, Edmonton against Minnesota. Sunday, the Edmonton Oil Kings against the Kootenai Ice. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chin afternoon news with Jalen I and Andrew Gross. Have a great weekend, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.